When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the program, a crusader great uh, all black, a man who spent a lot of time in the coaching space and these days is now working for High Performance Sport New Zealand. Daryl Gibson, afternoon to you, Daryl. Welcome. Afternoon, Mike. Marshall. Now, um, Daryl, you're also assistant coach for Fiji at this year's Rugby World Cup. You would have been delighted with the Fijian Drua's performance against the Reds. What have you made of the Fijian Drua in this year's Super Rugby and what does that mean looking forward to Fiji's chances at this year's Rugby World Cup? Yeah, obviously it's been a fantastic effort just to make the eight. Um, and we saw yesterday just what an absolutely different side they are playing at home, you know, in front of that crowd. Um, and it really just reminds us of what um, you know, rugby's about and how much meaning it has for the people and then also for the players playing the game. Hey, Gibbo, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, always appreciate it uh, and great to have your insight. Uh, yeah, off the back of that... Um, where do you see the major improvement having been for that Endure side this year that has catapulted them into the eight? Where, where, is, where has the game changed for that side? Well, I think a, a lot of it comes to their second-year team um, benefiting from training professionally um, all year round. I think when you've got players of, of the talent and physical capability that Fijian players have, you know, being able to train consistently um, in a high-performance way has really benefited. And you can see um, you know, there is some challenges around how they prepare mentally to play away from you know, Suva or Nandi. But um, certainly when they're at home, um, they're a real, real handful. And it really provides an excellent base um, for the Flying Fijians at this year Rugby World Cup, where you know, at the moment, you can imagine there'd be at least um, you know, half the squad potentially coming from the draw. If then you look at their performances and see, and you'll know this, mate, uh, where, where the perceived weaknesses in Fijian rugby in general, not just the endurer, even the flying Fijians, it is around that set piece, scrum, line out more, where teams tend to when they struggle against the razzle-dazzle, just bring Fiji into a grind and set-piece them. Do do you see you being able to pick a strong enough, good enough pack to combat that Rugby World Cup time from what you've seen so far? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You you hit the nail on the head in terms of our planning. We know the blueprint that um, works against us, you know, in terms of the style of game plan that teams are going to come at it. You know, there's going to be a strong set-piece focus. There'll be lots of territory, you know, trying to squeeze us into our own um, exit zones and then trying to keep the game as, as structured as possible. So, you know, not, a lot of our planning's around, firstly, um, as you say, getting us better at uh, our set-piece, our scrum, our line-out, um, defending them all, which, um, you know, has been a bit of an Achilles heel over the last wee while. But our real challenge is getting the boys fit enough to keep 
compete with Tier 1 nations. And I think the fact that we've got them for a longer period, you know, normally we only get them for three weeks and, and prepare for a few games. So we've got a real opportunity to get them up to, to speed to firstly be able to compete um, for 80 minutes. So, so given that, <laughs> what I just said and what you alluded to, which uh, is a challenge, but equally, you know, if, if you can get parity at least, well, man, the potential is unbelievable, especially with what we saw you guys accomplish against the All Blacks a couple of years ago. But you would imagine your old team uh, that you played for, that you coached, and now your mate Razor's coaching, exactly what his game plan will be with the Drua turning up on Saturday night in Christchurch, wouldn't you? Do you expect them to just typically take that type of game plan to the Endura and not allow them into the into the match at all? Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, you'll see, as I just we just talked about, you know, strong set piece, play good territory, um, you know, pressure, and pretty much what I thought the Blues did an excellent job against the Endura earlier in the year um, in terms of tactics and game plan. So it's a really interesting game for the Crusaders because they know to, to get to the final or win the win the championship, they're going to have to play three games. You know, they're going to have the luxury of potentially two of those being at home, but given where they're at at the moment in terms of their injury and their squad, you know, they'll be thinking, around how do we get ourselves to the final in the best nick possible to try and um, have a crack? So it'll be interesting to see what sort of team um, Crusaders pick this week. They know they can't take the draw lightly, but um, you know, they know they've got a bigger prize in trying to get to that final first and foremost. Well, with your coach's cap on, Gibbo, then, if you're going there with uh, being the uh, Endure, what do you do knowing the Crusaders are going to do that uh, to you? Are you able? Are they able to come up with a game plan to combat that? And secondly, probably praying that it's not raining as well would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, well, that can be you know, a great leveller in, in some regard too, you know, the weather and, and slowing things down and making things a bit more easy, but I always think when you're playing the Crusaders and teams that have been successful, um, you've got to come with, with something different. You know, you've got to come and disrupt um, the Crusaders' pattern. It, it can't be nice. You know, if the Crusaders that have the luxury of lots of time and space, they'll roll, roll through their, their attacking set and it'll be like a training run. And so, you know, I'm sure McBurn and the coaching staff will be really thinking about what, what can we do that can really trouble the Crusaders? you know, knock them off, off their rhythm. Um, you know, and typically that involves being super physical, you know, getting into the breakdown and really making the game a bit of a mess as a spectacle. Have you got a Dane Coles equivalent in that Fijian team? <laughs> I did, actually. There'll be one thing, isn't it? Uh, and wasn't it great to, um, you know, watch the sideshow drama that was going on last night and actually the meaning that it had eventually for both teams and, and given what was a, a pretty much a dead mm. rubber. Mm. Oh, look, yeah, no, great. And, and yeah, I, I, and we and Justin said it in commentary, I think it, it changed the momentum, um, intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, look, just wanting to get back to your role with Fiji. They beat France back in 2018, 21-14. How much belief, four or five years on, has that given Fiji, knowing that the World Cup is going to be played in France, and then the second part of the question is, the pool that you're in features Wales and Australia. Which of those games are you going to target? Which of those two games do you believe you can win? Or do you believe you can win both? Yeah, good question. I think, so firstly, to answer your first question about France, as you know, probably half our squad will probably come out of Europe. 
um, most of them play in France. So the idea of you know playing in France, most of them all speak French. They're very used. To, that's that's home for them. So you know we've got a real advantage there, and the fact um, you know, it's very very comfortable. They play the French players a lot. They're very accustomed to all the European players. So I see that as a real advantage. Uh, and the second question around our pool, uh, as I alluded to earlier, if we can get our boys to a, a physical conditioning and a technical um, parity, I think we've got a real opportunity against both Wales and Australia. And then also, you throw in there Georgia and Portugal, you know, that's a really competitive pool. Uh, but we've, we know to progress to beyond the pool stages into the quarters, we've got to knock over um, Wales or Australia, and then we've got to obviously do a job on Georgia and Portugal. So, you know, we're very clear on that focus. We know, you know, physically where we need to be. We know technically and tactically what's coming at us. So it's just how quickly we can um, prepare ourselves for that, um, you know, in seven weeks. Personally, Gibbo, I must admit, I'm looking forward to your opening game down in Marseille against Wales, who have got players retiring left, right and centre. It's likely to be 30 degrees. Yeah, I think that's a massive opportunity, just quietly, but you'll know that and be aware of that. Um, so moving on from uh, Rugby World Cup and just quickly getting your comments on the quarterfinals, uh, seeing the teams that have qualified. Obviously, uh, the Chiefs have looked faultless, really, haven't they? They've been so impressive. Uh, who do you think is uh, the teams that are most likely to get through through to that final? Do the Blues feature, even though they've looked a little off at times, they do have the ability, don't they, to to beat any team in this comp if they get it right on the day? No, absolutely. I think you know you can't go past this competition. There's a clear top five teams. You know, the four New Zealand sides and the Brumbies. And in this comp, you know how difficult it is to win away. So those teams that have home advantage in the quarters, um, you'd expect should go through. The only one, you know, that given last night's result and the momentum that the Hurricanes must feel on the back of um, that game, is it's going to be an absolute um, cracker, I think, in Canberra. You know, the Canes will be full of confidence. Yeah. They know what they're in for. They're going to be super physical at the breakdown. And they, they must think they're a chance. Um, and so, you know, looking at that, you'd, you'd back all the quarterfinal home teams uh, and then it's really on. I think you're right. The Chiefs uh, have had the squad all year um, with great depth off the bench across the, across the squad. And those are the players that, you know, there's some that we haven't even featured this year that would equally have made, you know, the other super teams. Um, so you've just got to admire that strength and it's going to be a tough team to, to beat the Chiefs, I reckon, from uh, from here. Well, Daryl Gibson, we thank you for your time this afternoon here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Uh, all the very best for your preparations for Fiji and the upcoming uh, Rugby World Cup, but also, fingers crossed, um, I probably can't say this to Justin, but let's just hope that the Fiji and Drew will put themselves on the contest next week against the Crusaders and that we're in for an absolute cracker and Fiji play the way only Fiji can play. Uh, absolutely. It should be an absolute uh, belter, I reckon. So it'll be good.